Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. In this episode, we're talking about a phenomena that most caregivers will recognize immediately. The fact that no matter how much effort you put into taking care of your parent, emergencies will happen. The thing that you, as a caregiver, have to learn, however, is how to determine when you really need to get involved and fix things. But first, Jennifer, how's your mom? Well, it's been an interesting few days with Goggy. A few days ago, uh, she ended up in the emergency room with ultimately what turned out to be a pretty nasty case of COVID. We didn't know that when we went there. The interesting thing is that she used her lifeline button. Yes. My brother and I were very happy about that. He had been over there a little bit earlier in the day. We knew she had a little bit of a cold and congestion and he got her all squared away and we thought everything was fine. And later that evening started getting all of the calls from ADT and, uh, you know, rushed over to her house and the EMTs were there. And uh, it was very evident from the moment I walked in the door that she was wiped out, not feeling well. She could barely lift her head up. Um, it was really, uh, you know, sad to see her feeling so, so poorly, but got her to the ER. And then upon condition of my brother and I agreeing that, you know, we wouldn't let her be alone for several days. They did not admit her to the hospital, which was good, right? We've talked about it before. Uh, yeah. If you're not sick when you go into the hospital, you'll be sick when you'll you get be out. You'll be sick when they get out. And plus, you know, they just do better when they're in their own space. And she definitely wanted to be in her own space. So my brother and I have been taking turns spending the night there. You know, that's always, always an adventure. It's been, you know, it's weird. It's kind of feels weird to say this because she clearly hasn't been feeling well, but it's also been nice to spend a little bit of extra time with her. Uh, and in fact, I was thinking about it. I was just listening to our the last episode that we had released on current events. And I had a few experiences with that while I've been staying with her. So number one, she still loves Lester. If you heard us talking about Lester. Yep. We did. Gotta we watched Lester. We watched Lester. It was awesome. Uh, also watched the Today Show, which that, like, I never get to watch the oh, Today Show. Oh, I can't show, tell you the last right? time I watched I'm not, that. I'm not home. I don't, I'm not watching TV. So, you know, whatever. That was fine. But I was thinking about it, too. Like, there were several times between watching the nightly news and then watching Today Show, which is at least a little news-like in the, the beginning. very <laughs> early, very Very early in the morning. But we had a few nice conversations about some things that were happening around the world. Good. And it was kind of nice to engage with her in that way while we were sitting there together watching the news. So, you know, trying to find the bright side out of all of it. And the good news is she's doing much better now. In fact, I will say, after several nights of my brother and I alternating nights staying with her, toward the end of one afternoon with me, she said, you know, I, I think I'd be okay, you know, getting my apartment back to myself. So <laughs> starting to get the hint. And then my brother came and relieved me and he, he stayed. And then I got a text from him early the next morning. He's like, okay. He's like, I think mom's probably okay to be by herself. He's like, we're probably both like driving each other a little crazy at this point, which means she's feeling better. And probably we don't need to be here 24 seven anymore. So that is how she's doing. But she is a trooper. It is the second time she's had COVID. She's had every vaccination that's possible out there yep. for an elderly person with, you know, she's immunocompromised, but whatever. She just was susceptible to it. But man, she fought right through it. She'll be stronger on the other side like she always is. Yep. That's so. absolutely true. Yep. So, Steve, how's your mom? Those of you who've been listening for a while, uh, you may remember from last year, 
around this time, we, you know, mentioned that during the tail end of November and all of December and a little bit of January, you know, our kids are home from college. And so we try to bank episodes before they get back. So we're not recording while they're here. So as a result, we haven't recorded an episode for a little bit here. So there's some updates. Um, Last month, uh, my mother was reevaluated at the assisted living. They do this once a year and they were evaluating level of care. And the way this works is, and I think this is most assisted livings do something like this, where they evaluate how much care they need and you pay based on what level you're at. And when she went in there, she was put at a level five, which is the highest level, which was really kind Probably, of fair. Yeah. It was fair because she was new to being in a wheelchair. She still was recovering from back surgery. You know, she needed a lot of help. But since then, you know, she's gotten better. She's figured out how to work things. She's gotten stronger. and A lot I, stronger. A lot stronger. And I had been pushing all last year. Can we get her reevaluated? Hey, can we get her reevaluated? Can we, you know, I'm asking anybody that would listen to me. And they kept saying, well, sure. At the end of the year, we do that. And if I can just squirrel for just a moment. I, squirrel. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before with like the contract that you've signed mm-hmm. talks about levels but doesn't it's not really very specific. Oh no no no, they're it's very not, vague about it. It's very vague. It's not specific in terms of the type of care nor is it specific about the cost associated right. with it. So no, they, all... they do tell you level 1 costs this much, level 2 do costs they? this much. Yes, oh, okay. but they I don't tell you there what wasn't even a cost. they don't tell you what those are. Right. O- okay, that's, that's, the thing that's they don't what tell it you. is. Right. Okay. And so yeah. it's very vague and you know, it doesn't behoove them to lower anybody because you know what? Right. They're getting less money. Of course. But sure enough, my mother was reevaluated in December and they lowered her from level five to level four which i think may be the first time in history of ever that someone has had their cost of assisted living lowered yeah so she's paying now five hundred dollars less per month right which which is is fantastic you know the sort of the benefit maybe of some of the turnover at the facility where she's been is right it's there are some some new folks who when you when you asked again they didn't have the whole history of your mom no, for the two no. years and she's it's been true. there. I mean, geez, the healthcare director, we're on our fourth one in two years. Right. So. so it's probably looking at things at least a little more objectively with a with a different perspective. Sure, sure. And the of, way they the way they do it is they talk to the CNAs that work with them most. Mm-hmm. They and then they talk to the resident and they try to get a picture of the whole day and they put it into a database and then each one of those things is assigned a point value. And then they add it up. And and now I have an idea a little bit now of what the point values are. And she fell smack in the middle of level four. So she's actually got a little room to slip if she needs to. Yeah. So that'll be good. So she's paying less. It's all great. Yeah. Everything's great. And? And? Dipped a little different topic. But it was nice. Speaking of the facility that she's in, we recently had the chance to celebrate a family occasion. Yeah, so it was our family Christmas. Yeah, it was nice. We had a nice, their activities room. We were allowed to use it. Which was free of charge, which was wonderful because they were it's it's my side of the family. My brother Mm -hmm. has three daughters. Two of them are married. One of them has a child. You talk about 13 people here. It was great. And if they had been crammed into her apartment, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. But I think Um, it was nice for your mom to have us all there all together, mm -hmm. kind of in her space. I think she very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. So before we get into the bulk, the meat of the episode, I have. A listener email to read. What? It's fantastic. It's so exciting. It's fantastic. Uh, This comes from Karen. I won't give her a last name. Maybe she wouldn't want us to, but it's Karen. 
And she writes, just found this podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Karen, you are our new best friend. (laughs) Uh, I, too, am a club sandwich primary caregiver. I like that because clearly she's been listening. She has been listening. She has a high schooler, a husband, two elderly parents, and a distant emotional sibling who also lives at a distance. So, again, she's clearly been listening. Yes. Uh, thanks so much for this info and entertaining podcast. You saved my sanity this week. Sincerely, Aww, Karen. See. Oh, she also wanted to say, uh, I think I may have clipped this out when I was printing it out, but she also wanted to tell Jennifer that she is on board with the whole squirrel thing. Oh. She totally gets How that. How appropriate is that that exactly. I just had a squirrel exactly. moment? And she put a little mm-hmm. animated picture there of, uh, I think it was from the movie Up, where the dog turned his head squirrel. Thank you, Karen. See, so, we're on the same wavelength. Karen's our new best so friend. Every now and then, you just need a little squirrel. It exactly. happens. They pop up. So, you know, it doesn't matter how settled you think things are. More stuff will always pop up for you to do for your loved one. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if they're living independently with you. It doesn't matter if they're in a facility. It doesn't matter where they are. There's always more stuff for you, the caregiver, to do. Basically, our work is never done, and sometimes emergencies happen well basically what we're talking about in this episode is setting limits setting can limits be, that can be a little bit challenging for sure especially early on because I, I do feel like you kind of set a pattern at the beginning and then you find yourself suddenly at a point in time where maybe you need to think about <laughs> perhaps readjusting, i shouldn't have set that pattern adjusting but i would say you know, the first and most important thing to ensure that you have at least a little bit of a life outside of caregiving is to learn. We've talked about self-care before. Yes. Right. That's important. Also important is to recognize what really is an emergency and what's not. And I think there are a couple of things to consider here. And first, first and foremost, your mother, when she pressed her button, that was absolutely an emergency. Absolutely. That is an example of an emergency. Yeah, absolutely. She couldn't lift her head up. And in fact, by the way, another squirrel moment. Let me just say this about that. You know, I, my brother and I all the time are like, please also keep your phone with you at all times, like in the pocket of your robe. She had not done that in this instance. And I actually think that was a really good thing because I feel like she might have just been tempted to call me mm-hmm. and say, I've walked into the kitchen. I'm now so exhausted. I literally can't lift my head up. I, you know, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then I would have been left with trying to figure out, call my brother and the two of us trying is to figure out. Is this an emergency or not? Is this an emergency? Do we take her to the hospital? What do we do? Whatever. Like, so it was actually awesome that she pressed the button and, and really did feel like it was an emergency and talking with her about it since then as she's gotten a little you know, less foggy, first few days, very foggy, a little less foggy. She's like, some of that night has come back to her. And she's like, yeah, I think that was the right, I do think that was the right thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and we were like, absolutely, it was the right thing to do. That was definitely an emergency. No doubt. But sometimes, What is an emergency to your loved one may not be an actual emergency. (laughs) Sometimes not. In many cases, the the lives of elderly people, they're, they're small. And I know that sounds bad, but they are small. They don't have a lot going on. And it's filled, your day, their days are filled with a lot of time to think. Yes. And that combination of those two things can lead to people sometimes building up a small problem into a giant one that they feel like must be dealt with immediately. Kind of the whole mountain and molehill into a mountain, mm-hmm. mountain into a molehill, whatever it is. Mole, molehill and moles are smaller than mountains. This is true. Molehill into a mountain. So yeah. the trick 
is to identify the small problems and diffuse the situation by explaining that it is something you're concerned about as well. But, you know, maybe we don't have to deal with it right this second. Yeah. Although, one thing I will say, I will say this about that. This about that. Sometimes it's also, there. you have to discern this too. Sometimes it's easier to sort of stop what you're doing and quickly take care of it. If it's super simple, yes. you can quickly take if care of it. If it's a 30-second thing, sure. Right, yeah. Like that, that plant is in the wrong place. Right, exactly. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, the next thing... I think that probably you have to consider is that sometimes your loved ones maybe can be a little manipulative. Mm -hmm. Now we definitely are not talking about our moms here. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek, like we're really, we're not talking about our moms right here, but we know that some caregivers have learned that if they, you know, the person they're caring for gets riled up, gets nervous, gets worried that the caregiver will follow suit. And basically what they're looking for here is, attention Mm -hmm. right they want everyone to get all whipped up with them yep so once again you really need to develop a sixth sense about what is important and what is attention seeking because otherwise you will find yourself being manipulated like a marionette you will be a puppet yep now we have an example of a period when my mother had a series of what she considered emergencies and they were all in the same day and we're going to go through these emergencies quote unquote emergencies one by one and talk about how We address them and how they should be addressed. Now, this started the day before Mother's Day 2022. My mother had been in assisted living for about six months at that point. And we were really, you and I, Jennifer, were really starting to feel like, ooh, we've got some independence. This is fantastic. Things are settling down. But then the emergencies all started happening at the same time. Yeah, I remember. So I think the first thing that happens... So Mother's Day, which means the weather was starting to get warmer. Yes. The air conditioning in her apartment broke. Yes. It broke. Is this an emergency? Well, it could be. It could be. We live in the mid-Atlantic, and around Mother's Day, it definitely can get a little bit hot. Um, So I remember she called. She called you. She was in quite the tizzy. She was in a tizzy. The thing that she pointed out, however, was that the facility, someone where she lives, had loaned her a portable air conditioner that was keeping her apartment yeah, comfortable. Everything was fine. The air conditioner yeah. was broken, but there was an air conditioner in her right. apartment. So she was not she was not an elderly person who was sitting in sweltering 110 no. degree heat. No. Yeah. So. So what? was it an emergency? No. No. No, it was not. I don't think no. it was. Uh, I did bring her a tower fan. I stole it from our daughter, actually, to ensure that her bedroom got some of that cool air because the the unit was in her living room. But, you know, beyond that. Everything was fine. Her apartment was perfectly comfortable. Yeah, didn't need to do anything. The next emergency was that the CNAs were supposedly, and I do mean supposedly, being grumpy with her. Yeah, I think after you did a little probing on this one, yes, this was discovered maybe to be a little tiny bit true. But again, again, not really that big of a deal. Certainly certainly not an emergency. And she was in a crappy mood. So, you know, that may have one may have led to another. Well, right. And I think in in normal everyday life, you know, even when you're not in a system, people are grumpy sometimes. They just are. And you've got to figure out how to deal with it. So your mom wasn't in a great mood. Somebody who walked into her apartment at that moment wasn't in a great mood. Correct. Is this an emergency? This is not an emergency. emergency. And so basically, I, you know, I, I talked to her. I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm sorry they're being grumpy. 
Uh, I'm sure it'll be better tomorrow. And that was really all it deserved. Yeah. That's really all it was needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So the next emergency, quote unquote, emergency was that the next morning there was a special Mother's Day breakfast. Okay. Is this the same living. year though? Because is this yes. uh, the AC broke and then it was Mother's Day? Yes. All right. So yes. I'm just going to say the factors are you put those things together anyway. Yeah. Could. Yeah. So again, this may not sound like an emergency. I mean, a special Mother's Day breakfast or brunch or whatever it was. Uh, but as we have noted, she was in a tizzy. Yeah. So initially she told me the first thing she said, I'm worried about being all hot and sweaty or looking all hot and sweaty because of the air conditioner. But it wasn't hot in it her wasn't apartment hot in her because apartment. she had the portable AC. So yeah. that that just got just basically thrown out the window. Then she said she didn't know what she'd wear to the breakfast because all of her nice clothes had been donated by us when we moved her into assisted living. So yeah, this that, is a bit of a swipe at us. Well, I, that was I remember that was a really tough one to hear. So for those of you who have been listening to all of our episodes, or even if you happen to catch, you know, the couple of episodes where we talked about the go back to the nightmare of cleaning, nightmare out. of cleaning out. We didn't take that task lightly of Mm-mm. cleaning out your mom's house. And what we could have done was packed up a few outfits for her, sent them to the assisted living, and then just donated everything else. Again, for anyone who listened to those episodes, I went to your mom's house. I packed everything up suitcase by suitcase that got, you know, for days on end, got taken over to your Mm -hmm. mom when she was in the skilled nursing facility when we knew she was moving somewhere else so that she could go through everything and make her own decisions about what to keep and what not to keep. Any question we had about something that fit her. We didn't throw a single thing away that she didn't give us permission to to throw away. Exactly. Yeah, so. So, and we also knew no one, and I do mean no one, would be more dressy than usual for this breakfast. I mean, think about what people wear in an assisted living. If you haven't been to one, I mean, really, they're dressed like normal old people. I mean, and they're not all dressy. Some are more dressy than others. Yes, and your mom has always taken great care with her yes. appearance. She's always, She's always put together. Matching necklace and earrings and pins and, and everything yes, else. Yeah, yes. So. so we got to the root of this issue. It took a little while. We got to the root of this issue. Basically, she didn't have her new shoes. Mm-hmm. She had ordered a new pair of nice sneakers, uh, and I think I actually helped her order them. They were off of Amazon, and they had not arrived yet. And she was upset about this because she wanted her new shoes. And she wanted them to wear them to breakfast. And so at that point, most of the stuff nowadays, if I order for her, I have it delivered to the assisted living and she just gets it. At that point, we hadn't figured out the system yet. Things were still coming here. Yeah. And I knew, you know, the plan was just I would take them over next time I went over. As soon as they were delivered, I'd take them on over. Well, they hadn't been delivered to our house yet. But when I got home, they had been delivered. Of course they were here. Of course they were here. (laughs) So basically, this is the last thing here. And this is when I finally decided to do something to diffuse an emergency, a quote unquote emergency. And I just made a second trip over there to the assisted living that day and surprised her with the shoes. I walked in, she was at dinner in the dining room and I just walked in with the, with the shoes and she was very, very happy. Yeah. And I think that kind of settled things down a little bit and that broke the chain of emergencies and, and everything was fine. And you know, and that's just, I mean, that's just basically trying to do something nice for somebody. Right. And cheered her up and maybe, like I said, hopefully got her out of this funk that led to a million emergencies. Yeah. And again, remembering, right, things that that seem very important to them. We sometimes have to, you know, change our perspective a little bit about what's 
important to them, which then turns into it seeming like an emergency, something critical that needs to be taken care of right away. You did exactly the right thing. I, re- I remember that day. I remember because I remember you're like, oh, my gosh, do I really want to get in the car and go back over there? Not that it's that far away. It's not, thankfully, 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 but it was the right thing to do. And and it made yeah. her happy. And she I, and I remember day. I and remember. It yes, day. it was Mother's Day. <laughs> and I remember the next time I saw her, uh, you know, she was just very happy to have her new sneakers. Yes. And yes. and one thing you, you may have learned about my mother by now is she is a clothes horse. And she she loves new clothes and uh, they are still being ordered. Oh my gosh. Yes. Every Mm. time I do her laundry, it's like, there's something I've never seen before. I mean, I, cause I, you know, I help every now and then and I definitely (laughs) have noticed a few new items. Yep. Yeah. It's it's the catalogs. So she doesn't, she she doesn't have a computer. She doesn't have a smartphone. She can't order online. But she gets about five catalogs a day. Yep. And she can pick up the phone and call that and 800 number. Yep. She knows what to do. <laughs> and, and she they, does. And all of them send her catalogs because they, they know she's an easy mark. Yes. She mm. will order. So essentially what we're saying with all these stories, no matter how good you are at caregiving, you're really just building a house of cards and it will take one little gust of wind and you're going to go back into crisis mode. Mm-hmm. But you have to determine the extent of that crisis and whether it's really an emergency or not. Otherwise, you're going to spend your whole day chasing emergencies. Yes, yes. So that's the end of our episode. It's a bit of a short one, but I think we got our point across on this one. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Karen, by Thank the way, you, Karen. for you know sending us this wonderful email. Especially we really, for appreciating my squirrels. We love Thank you, you so much, much, Karen. And you know, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, I know we've got a we got a new review on Apple recently. We probably will read that in the future. I just didn't get a chance to pull it up. And, uh, you know, anyone who sends us an email will probably read it on the show. And if you, you know, have any questions for us, certainly send us an email, send us a voicemail. Yeah. Can I say something as I'm sitting no, here? No, you th- may not. <laughs> Welcome to my world, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I just has want- a microphone, too. She gets to talk. <laughs> I just want to say, like, the when we have gotten feedback from people, and I've had a couple of people at work recently, too, who have, like, made a point to talk to me about the podcast and they listen to it and, ha- you know, our next door neighbor yeah and yep and they're in certain situations etc this started out we started doing this just it was cathartic for us plus you know whatever we're nerds and we have fun putting microphones in front of our faces and sitting across the dining room table and talking to each other and by the way i'd like to describe the dining room table right now oh you should totally Uh, do that and i will be taking a picture and posting this to facebook we have on this table right now of course our recording equipment but also an entire 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Yes. It was a Christmas gift. Uh, Thank you, Stephen. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, Jennifer's actually having uh, a lot of trouble with this one, which is making it's, me happy. It is challenging. She really usually just plows through this thing. The kids ha- help sometimes. I help sometimes. But she is struggling, and it's it's kind of making me happy. But it's also it's on the table for a long time now. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. Well, it's also a little creepy, by the way. So it's a, it's a puzzle it, it's that's cats. filled with cat faces. So I have a like a dozen sets of cat eyeballs staring at me. <laughs> it's freaking me out a little bit while we're doing this. And speaking of cat, I mean, we have three cats in the house right now. Mm-hmm. Our to- our two normal cats plus our daughter's cat because she's you know hasn't gone back to school yet, and they're all in the house right now. Normally, we have an indoor outdoor cat. Normally, when we're recording, she's out in the garage mm-hmm. in her little bed out there, 
I'm shocked we haven't had a cat fight here. I can't believe it. Although I did take a picture of her sitting on your lap. Yes, which as, we as we might got started. Post. I think we should post we that. Might. Everyone wants to see Smidge. I don't know that anybody wants to see what I look like. Well, okay, so we'll crop yeah. you out of it. Okay. <laughs> we'll put, blur my face out. <laughs> yeah. Like put a smiley face in the way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can send us a text or a voicemail at this number, 804-723-1221. And you can also contact us on Twitter. The handle is at Gen X Caregiving. We're on Facebook. Just search for the name of the podcast and you will find it. And just contact us those ways. And like I said, we may read it on our podcast. Yep. Thanks to everyone for listening. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. Good night.